Good morning, everybody. This is the KPK Outdoor Show. I'm Bob Sims. Thanks for tuning in this morning. Well, I hope you all had a good Thanksgiving. Dinner on Thursday. Turkey sandwiches for breakfast Friday. (laughs) I love turkey sandwiches. Okay. What has happened? Well, the little system we had, and it was a little system because it really didn't drop a whole bunch of moisture, still has made an effect. I mean, look how long it was, no change in the weather. I mean, it was just no change whatsoever. And that doesn't do anything for fish or wildlife. They seem to get in a pattern and stay stay in it until it changes. Now, waterfowl is one thing. The birds just sat unless they flew out at night, and uh, the hunting wasn't good. Now, on some of your better clubs, I've heard good hunting up at the Butte Sink, some of those clubs up there. I've heard, you know, other areas where there's good clubs, um, certain blinds shot well, but the whole club doesn't shoot good. So, uh, you know, that's an indication things just aren't going. And then a lot of your rice field clubs... We're just dead, unless you just happen to be in that one spot. So anyway, <clears throat> this is going to change that. This, um, when the pressure drops and you have a true winter storm type event happen, <clears throat> these birds have these instincts that things start happening. And even though it hasn't made a huge difference right now, uh, it's making a difference. You know, it's a lot colder, for one thing. The birds fly more when it's colder. You know, they need more food when it's colder, so they have to fly out a little bit. So, you know, that's happening. The, the Klamath Basin gets down into a uh, uh, in kind of a zone where the birds still have open water, and the private leases up there have open water, but the mass migration of birds hasn't happened, but they're filtering in because it, it makes a few birds move. There's a few more birds that have moved into the valley. So all in all, things should be a little bit better. In fact, just before, even last weekend, I noticed on the refuges that the hunting success was a little bit better. Well, why? Because it's almost December. You know, things change. There's less sunlight. Birds react differently. You know, they, they've been doing this for a few thousand years and passing down the genes, so something's happening there. Anyway, uh, as far as fishing is concerned, <clears throat> excuse me, um, any any time you get a little bit of rain, you get a, a system coming through. The pressure goes up. The pressure goes down. Um Hey, it makes a difference. It makes a difference. It gets things cooking. It's a, it, it, they freshen it up a little bit. And, and rivers like the American, even though there was no rays in the American River or anything like that, but just the pressure. What few steelhead were there are more apt to bite. Now, we've got um, about the only steelhead report we really have is up on the Klamath River. But you're, we'll show you what happened up there and what <coughs> a system like this will do to 
steelhead. And another thing, it seemed to hurry along the winter run salmon, because now the fish, now they've, of course, they've been up there for a couple weeks, but the last week has been really good up by Red Bluff Redding. You know, all those bright fish you were catching in Sacramento? Um, well, now a bunch of them are up in Redding, so we'll get reports there. And I'll tell you more about that uh, in a little bit, but right now, let's talk to Chris Fulster about waterfowl. Um, and the reason we do this is the shooting times are are as such that uh, we, we don't want to interrupt people like Chris and Will Bear and a few others to uh, getting to their blinds on time. So uh, next week, we'll probably go back to something like 5.30 or something. But let's talk to Chris Fulster. Good morning. I don't even know why I call you up. <laughs> uh, to you, Bob, you know, we had that north, uh, not the north, we had a south wind uh, Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> no birds. No birds. I mean, you know, we get a blind, we get a few of them, you know, and one blind, another blind. But as a whole, it stinks. And you and, and your club usually likes a south wind. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, when the south wind blew, everybody was excited, you know. We thought, oh, boy, we're all living out, you know. <laughs> and, shoot, we were lucky. We got four or five ducks to a blind, you know, and that two guys in the blind. Well, 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 wait a minute now. now <laughs> you got a pretty good club. Now, four or five ducks to a blind this year is pretty doggone good. you got to admit that. Now, it may not uh, be good for you. Yeah, but wait, Bob, but, but that, not all the blinds. You know, maybe we only get three or four blinds. You know, are, are doing that. Yeah. Of them are okay. Getting, you know, maybe one or so. You know, two. But uh, the only good thing I think that's happening, uh, it's getting cold up in Canada now, and Washington, Oregon is getting cold. It's starting to freeze up there. But uh, you know, I hope it stays cold because uh, if it doesn't, then the birds will just stay up there. But if it gets cold like it's, they say it's going to be, then maybe the birds will start moving down. But right now, I talk to the guys in Delta. I talk to the guys in the bypass here. I don't know about the sink, but I know some of the guys in the sink, they, they've been having a tough time, too. But it's been slow. I mean, it's been slow. It's been a terrible November, and, and I get to the place now. I mean, why even call Bob up? It's like a broken record. I tell you, every weekend it stinks, you know. Well, but, I hey. Know if I could call you up one of these days and say, hey, boy, the birds are down. Misery loves company, though, Chris. Come on now. Uh, other people that aren't doing well, if, if you say you're not doing well, then they think, well, that's not so bad. There's nothing wrong with my place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Bob, I don't understand. Like that south wind blew. You know, you God, you think you'd see a few birds flying, you know. Uh, we see a few spoonies and gadwalls. You know, we don't shoot those things, but we yeah. don't even see that many of those. I mean, and then then high, we haven't even seen any birds flying up high. It just they're just not moving. They're not. They're not moving even in the south wind, but you know we've we've had a lot of north wind. And of course, a lot of birds went up north, but I don't think it helped those guys out that much either. And then we had a south and got all excited, and you know, and nothing's happening. And now I know I'm telling you today I'm go, today I go out, but it's not a good day. I might surprise my wife and go home. <laughs> and I haven't missed a day yet, you know. You better call her first. <laughs> no, I would yeah, she, she probably she, she's listening to you. you know, she likes on and listen. Yeah, Bob. I, you know, I I just don't know what to tell you really. You know, it's just it's just one of those years. You know, it is one uh, of those years, and that's all that's all there is to it. Uh, people, ju- there, there's more people that didn't go hunting in November than I've ever heard of. They just, they're just they just not going to go out there. And, yeah, yeah, 
especially those without a clubhouse or something. At least that's some comfort. You get to see some of your friends, that kind of thing. But they just didn't go. Even those people didn't go very much. No, no. And I talked to a lot of guys. They said they're just waiting for, uh, you know, for changes in weather, which we had, but it didn't do any good. Now we've got a big storm coming in. But it looks like it might be just rain and no wind, you know, maybe a little breeze to say tomorrow. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, you know, we need cold. I think we need the cold. We need the cold up in the Canada. We need cold Washington, Oregon to move the ball birds down. And I don't know the well, the climate is freezing over yet. I know it's getting colder up there. But the trouble is it's got to freeze day and night, you know. Yeah, right, right. I mean, when a lot of people look at the climate basin, they look up a report well, what's what's the temperature up there? Well, let's see. It's 26 degrees. Well, that's pretty good. However, it's like 42 during the day. And that's not enough to create a hard freeze. And if there's any birds in any area, just the number of birds in that activity keeps the water open. So, you know, it, it gets frozen around the edges, but the open water doesn't freeze when it does that. No, you're right. You're yeah. right. You know, the minute the climate freezes over, boy, then we'll see the difference down here, and that's what we're waiting for, if that ever happens, you know. I yeah, don't know. yeah. I well, just wish I'd get better news, but, you know, that, that duck, that's duck hunting, you know, that's hunting, period. Sure, you know? sure. Now, just, just to make you feel better, uh, right now it's 13 degrees <laughs> in the climate basin. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Does that that's make good. you feel better? It makes you feel better. You might cheer me up a little bit, Bob. Okay. It just stays cold, you know. Okay, that's now, nice. here, the high temperature today happens at 3 o'clock today, and it's going to be 31. Does that make well, you that, happy? That makes me even happier. <laughs> you make my day, you know. Maybe next week we're going to get some ducks. Yeah, and and uh, it's not uh, unfortunately it's not going to be as cold tomorrow, but it, it it's not going to be very warm either. It is going to get up to like thirty seven tomorrow uh, at three or four o'clock. But but anyway, it's better than what we were talking about. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, I think I think this is going to be. You know, we may not have good hunting every weekend. Uh, from here on out, or every week from here on out, but I'll bet you on the average it's going to be better than we've had. So that's something. Well, it can't get any worse. Yeah, right, right. Well, you know, just more water. You know, the rain creates new water that moves birds around. And yeah, hey, if birds move around, that's better than we've had, right? Oh, birds love fresh water. You yeah, know? yeah. They really, they really like fresh water. Yeah. And and it's supposed to be it's four days of rain, so. It, it's got to it's got to help, you know. I hope so. You know, I, I'm going to talk to the guy upstairs and see if he could kind of get a little better. Okay, yeah. a, little, a little conference call. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Chris. Good luck today. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, I hope I got something better to tell you. Okay, thanks. Bye, Chris Fulster. So anyway, it's it's. Um, you know, we, we, it's just not quite soon enough to make a huge impact, but any change is good. Any change is good. So, now, Will Bear, he hunts refuges, and we're going to talk to him right If I know Will Bear, he's walking out to his blind as we speak. So let's see if we can get him on the line. Hi, Will. 
Hey, Bob, how you doing? Hey, where are you hunting today? Uh, stay close to home. I got a think, local Thanksgiving, so I'm hunting YOLO. You are? Yeah. Jeez, you know, a couple weeks ago, two and a half weeks, I went by YOLO and I saw thousands and thousands and thousands of birds from the freeway, you know, 80, and um, not one of them was moving. <laughs> they weren't even twitching their tails. They weren't yeah. moving. <laughs> I went for a big walk on uh, Wednesday, pretty much with my dog, and didn't, didn't see much. But uh, I had to stay close to home that day too. So, um, so I'll give it a go and see what happens. And I have to do a short one today, so sure. I had to stay fairly close. But yeah, so we'll give it a go. I, I know Wednesday wasn't very good, but I, I heard the end of your conversation with uh, Chris and. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's going to be a little wind today, more in the afternoon, of course, when I can't be out there. But uh, so we'll see. You know, the afternoon might actually be better than the morning just because there's going to be some rain, supposedly, and some wind. So it could pick up more for the afternoon. Well, you know, how many times do we, we don't see a major change, but it's a definite change in the weather. Uh, and it may not give us the elements that we want, but it, it, it just kind of picks things up a little bit. I think that's what we're looking at here. I mean, I, I, I'm of the opinion that any change is good when it's been like it has been in November. Sure, yeah, we just got to get out of that. We, you know, we had didn't have a lot of weather systems in November. The big moon and uh, the new water coming on, birds are kind of moving to that. So now, it, like you said, any change it can't hurt. So, yeah, um, it's not a, it's not ideal for the refugees. You know, a big southeast wind storm isn't really great for a lot of places, but at least it's something to to get the birds moving and obviously we need we need some moisture so yeah. uh, can't complain about that so yeah we'll uh give it a go and then look the 10-day weather forecast i saw looks pretty wet so maybe it's time to get that uh boat motor checked and who knows we were we were dry and then who you know in, in two weeks maybe we'll have some flood bypasses <laughs> yeah who knows you, you just never know yeah. but, but listen we were talking i was talking to chris about this a little bit uh, you know, people looked at a Klamath Basin and the temperatures up there. Well, right now, it's uh, actually right now it's 10 degrees. I told Chris 13, but it shows like it's 6 o'clock. It's going to be 13 degrees, and it's going to stay under freezing all day today, which is a good thing, especially when you have a low around 10 degrees, okay? The problem is tomorrow morning at the same time, it's going to be 30 degrees, now that's like 17 degrees warmer in one day, and you don't get hard freezes with 30 degree temperatures. Yeah, what's well, pretty? I mean, it got down pretty. I was up there last week, and there's not. If guys are expecting birds to come down from Klamath, there's not many birds up there. Yeah. So we're not. You can't depend on a big migration from Klamath. There really wasn't many birds. Um, maybe from the Great Basin. You know, all you know, talking about Washington and Oregon and and uh, maybe the more the interior. But I don't. I won't expect a huge migration in the next. You know, maybe maybe in a couple of weeks when the moon gets bigger, we might get something more like December 10th. Uh-huh. But for the ne- for the next few days i wouldn't expect a big push of birds um there just wasn't a big there wasn't a, a lot of birds up there yeah and i drove that country i drove all over the place up there so but it did get locked up um there were a few you know a few ice holes open but not a lot not not big concentrations of birds so don't expect much coming from there but yeah we should get new birds but i think it's going to be a couple of weeks um you know, maybe for the coastal areas of Oregon and Washington, get pushed down with these storms. 
that's more I think what we're going to get. Teal yeah. and Widgeon come. I know Teal did come in. We get some more Teal has come in in the last week or so. Um, and where I am for uh, Thanksgiving, uh, I was in the Bay and um, a lot of Bufflehead had just shown up in the last couple of days. I know guys aren't targeting Bufflehead. But yeah. I'm just saying that they, you know, there was a weather change up north that moved them down here. Okay. So. Uh, well. You know, it's, it's kind of surprising that the Klamath Basin doesn't have more birds because usually you get into mid to late November, it doesn't matter what the weather is, the Klamath Basin used to have a million I mean, just so many birds. That has changed. It has. There's a lot of water there now. Water's not the issue. There's plenty of water now. It just wasn't holding much volume, you know, and I know... I know uh, guides that canceled with some of their clients and told them to come back, you know, in a couple of weeks. Um, and even just recently, I heard a guy that canceled with his clients just because everything was locked up. There wasn't there wasn't much to, you know, there, there wasn't many birds there to hunt, and the marsh was frozen. So it's tough to access it when you can't get out to the marsh because it's it was frozen. Sure. So so we'll see what. Uh, yeah, it was frozen, and we it. still we still didn't get an influx of birds. Right. Well, it might. You know, who knows? It might change today. There might. There might. Some places might have got some birds, but I. I just don't see it happen until earlier. And well, we're already. But we November thirtieth. So, a couple of weeks, I can see us getting more of an influx of birds. It's kind of a, like a trickle effect, isn't it? Rather than a big migration. Yeah, especially up there. Down here, you know, you can notice and you see the teal, big bunches of teal, uh, flying. Then you know you got some new birds. Um, so, yeah, it'll happen. I think it's just, you know, we're just a couple weeks out. Yeah. Just a late season, that's all. Yeah. Yeah, that happens. Get ready. That's right. Get, and tomorrow, get your motos ready. <laughs> that's right. We forgot to mention that. Tomorrow's the first day, legally, you can use these motorized spinning wing decoy. Right, but with a 20-mile-per-hour wind, it may not be necessary. Yeah, get the so, old wind duck out, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Will. Well, uh, good okay. luck at YOLO today. Um, okay, thank you. I'll be curious to find out your results there next week. Good luck. Yeah. Well, let's know. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. Right. Will Bear. Okay. All right. Uh, you know, let me give you a few ref, just a few. At Calusa last Saturday, 2.4. Now that's better than it's been. And then one bird per hunter on Sunday. But top bird is Gadwall. Delavan had a 3.6 bird last Saturday. Top bird, Spoonie. On Sunday, listen to this. They had a 0.1 average at Delavan with the top bird, a Spoonie. So this isn't the quality waterfowl hunting that we're, 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 we like to expect. Gray Lodge, Saturday, 1.2. Top bird, Gadwall. On Sunday, 0.8. Top bird, ringneck duck. (sighs) Grizzly Island on Saturday, 0.6. Sunday, 0.3. That means it takes three hunters to average one bird, and they're all spoonies. Um... God, it's depressing <laughs> just reading this. All the effort it takes you to go out there 
<laughs> and it just doesn't. Little Dry Creek, 1.6 last Saturday. Top Bird Gadwall, Sunday, 1.4. Top Bird Spoonie. Now, you don't think of Little Dry Creek as that kind of hunting, but that's what's there. Sacramento, 2.4 and 1.1. Ringneck Ducks and Shovelers. So, just the fact that there's not the birds that we really are looking for shows us and tells us we don't have the northern birds here. We just don't. So maybe this is just the start of Don't tell me these birds. I, I, when I see the satellite maps and I check weather and I do all this other kind of stuff, uh, I just don't look at northern California and southern Oregon. I mean, I look up in... Uh, Washington and Idaho, and I look up in British Columbia and Alberta, and even above that and see what's going on temperature-wise and storm-wise. That's what really triggers things, um, you know, and gets them moving a little bit. And it's kind of a, a the according effect, you know. It's just... Um, they're going to push down a little bit. Birds below them push down a little bit, just like fish uh, in in the Klamath. The fish that were at Happy Camp went up a little bit, but the fish down below by Orleans came up toward Happy Camp a little bit. Kind of the same principle. Not a big, you know, any new mass migrations of fish or waterfowl, but at least it created some movement. And anything is better than most of November that we've had. Okay, right after the break, your shooting times, and then we'll talk to Barry Canavero about the Delta. Okay, here are your shooting times for today. Eureka, 650. Tule Lake, Klamath Basin, 643. At Calusa, 637. The Bay Area, 635. Sacramento, the Yolo Bypass, 633. And down at Los Banos, 627. Um, I, I saw on my way into work, I didn't hear it on our traffic report, but two different freeway signs that warn of, uh, you know, problems on the roadways, whether it be, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, Echo Summit or uh, Donner's, Donner Summit or something like said two different signs. Now, this is a, a, just a little bit less than an hour ago, just about an hour ago. It said Highway 80 closed at Colfax due to spinouts. <clears throat> now, that's all it said, and that's all I know. Interstate 80 closed at Colfax due to spinouts. So I don't know if it's too dangerous and people are spinning out, or there's already a bunch of spinouts blocking the road. I don't know. So, anyway, there you have it. Now, let's see if this weather has made any difference at all. Of course, we haven't had much time to test it in the Delta with Barry Canavero. Hi, Barry. Good morning, Bob. Yeah, well, well it, it's got to be a step in the right direction, right, Barry? Yeah, well, I mean, it definitely cooled the water down. Yeah. But, you know, all I can tell you, it's still grass, grass, grass. You know, we were talking last week that it was getting better. Okay, well, now you got some slower tides. 
and it's a little better. But I'm telling yesterday, we were bringing in, not grass, hydrilla, that maybe probably weighed 30 pounds. <laughs> if you left your rod out for any more than 10, 15 minutes. And it, I think it didn't matter where you went. Uh, we had to go way down the Montezuma, Susan Slough, or down to the ships or something like that. And the weather just wasn't there to do that. And, um, you know, it just, the, we had water temperatures of 52, 53, mm. and it was 59 last week. We're, um, we're getting into winter bait fishing now, huh? Yeah. I mean, there's stripers being caught both bait and some trolling, I guess, I hear. Uh, I'm sure they're not very big. The most consistent, I guess, is up Liberty. The guys that are drifters up there, mm-hmm. they're doing really good. Um, Sturgeon yesterday in Pittsburgh on the slow tide. Some boats did really good. And then other boats caught nothing but oversized. Uh, a friend of mine got three oversized one-slot fish. <laughs> oh and uh Another one, all he caught was oversized. And um, so I don't know. I mean, I got a report, and I haven't heard a thing about it. But And I got it from Keith Frazier, so, you know, you got to take that with a grain of salt. And he said, San Pablo Bay is wide open sturgeon fishing. I mean, he says that a lot, you know. But I have not heard one report. And these guys in Martinez, I don't know if it is, why they're not going down there. I don't know. But um, that's of course, of course, Keith Keith's bait shop is right on the boat ramp, and so oh. he can get a little handle of guys that fish the same day that before the word gets out. Oh, well, he was telling me about boats with five or six fish. I mean, a lot of they don't kill them, but they, they yeah. caught them. Sure, and a lot of slot fish. So I don't know. Uh, that's something I'm going to check into. But you know how Keith is. Sometimes you just never know. I trying to sell bait sometimes and, and i can say that because i've known him for 50 years <laughs> and and i mean he gives me a hard time i give him a hard time but yeah. uh, it was very interesting what he told me and he said a lot of stripers down there yet but they're all a small fish yeah. said, well that's all it's here except for you know there's a couple of decent fish being caught out of limits and um, the drifters up there are doing well and, uh, but I just saw a picture of one six pack up there. He had two really nice fish and then the rest were all the small stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and sometimes bait is tough. You have to run around to get bait from Sacramento down here. Uh, um, so we tried stripers last Saturday, you know, we got fish, but they were small, but we, you know, we had to put up with grass and, uh, it's to a point that it's, it's, Terrible, you know. I mean, and then if you got grass, wind, rain, got it all at the same time, it's a tough trip. So, but I think we're gonna move back to Sicilian City this week. And uh, boy, you know, I, I before you even said that, I go that that area right in there that that you have access to out of Sicilian City could be a little hotbed here for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, well. <clears throat> I, you know, we like it there, and I, we're going to go back there. Uh, for me, it's a much better deal for me for getting to my boat. Um, and, uh, 
you know, and we're in the slough, so we're going to be able to fish some of the wind. And uh, we need to go out to the ship. I mean, it's it just hard to go fish up above anymore with so much grass. I, and I don't know what it's going to take to get rid of it. You know, um, I did exactly what Mark said last week. I went to the other side of the river. It's it just as bad as both sides. But it, the difference was that the days that he fished, he fished on the smaller tides, got to be, because if you've got any current at all, it's just, I don't care where you're fishing up above Pittsburgh or anywhere, it's just terrible. And I used to think you could move a little bit and get away from it, but, man, I moved all over yesterday. And just, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, good luck out there, Barry. I, I'll tell you one thing, though. I got I got to believe things are going to get better here. They just yeah, have well, to. There's a lot of fish. There's a lot of fish in the system, and if what Keith says, there's a lot of sturgeon in the system because, uh, you know, they seem to be all over the place. Well, they've been fishing. That's been pretty good for three weeks or so, depending where you go down there, right? Oh, it's longer than that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, it started really early, so. But we'll see. Okay. Good luck this week. That's a better okay. report than we've had, I'll tell you. Well, the fact that there's a lot of fish around and uh, the income tide is what you got to concentrate on. Okay, that's a good tip. Them. That's a good tip. Yeah. Okay. Go home on the big out goes. There you go. Thanks, Barry. All right. Stay warm. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Barry Canavero, Fish Hooker Sport Fishing Book a trip, 916-870-4225. We're also going to, whatever we have time for, we're going to get a report on Eagle Lake. Uh, We're going to get a report on the Klamath River. Uh, Both both good reports there. A a change, but good reports. We're going to check on the uh, Coastal River's opening for salmon. This is the biggest salmon of the year up on the coast, the Eel River, the Smith River, Redwood Creek, uh, Mad River, that kind of thing, on what's go- what happened up there and what we hope for up there. Uh, the winter runs fish are up in the upper Sacramento River. Along the coast, if the weather settles down, you're going to have the best rock fishing you've had in years because it can fish deep water. But this week they had swells 40 feet high which is a good place, good time to sit on the bank and marvel at them. <laughs> and not on a gradual beach, by the way. And we are going to we're going to give you a little different technique to catch those big spotted bass up at Bullard's Bar Reservoir. Going to surprise you, okay? All that and more uh, and right after this break, we will talk to Mr. Dan Bacher. Stay with us. Welcome back. Welcome back. No, Dan Bacher. Did he OD on Turkey? Oh, my goodness. God, there's some things going on, too. Things going on. Um, just briefly, hopefully he'll call here in the next minute or so. Briefly, what's going on is um, they're getting all ramped up for 
another year of the California Water Wars. There he is. And uh, I'm sure Dan will have something on it. But it's not a pretty sight. It's, it's just amazing how the leaders of this state allow it to happen. And the reason the leaders of this state allow these things to happen with all the water people is because they're part of it. So now let's talk to our friend, Mr. Dan Bacher. Good morning. Good morning, Bob. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. You're probably out fishing yesterday, right? Yeah, I always go the day after Thanksgiving. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> no, I, I stay away from the madness. I know. <laughs> I know that's one day you don't, <laughs> because there'll be a lot of people yeah. and there'll be traffic. Yeah. And uh, I've done it sometimes, but but uh, usually I wait till later. Yeah. There's there's better times to do it, but um. Uh, one of the big things that was announced over the couple weeks from the governor's office was that Newsom froze the approval of new fracking permits as they do a scientific study of fracking. Mm-hmm. So, so this was, you know, this was front page news in a bunch of uh, newspapers. But what uh, uh, what they didn't mention is that analysis done by two groups, the Consumer Watchdog and the Frack Tracker Alliance, is that the total number of oil and gas drilling permits approved under the Newsom administration still outpaces those approved under Jerry Brown in 2018. Well, you know... Uh, you know, when you first said that, what what's going through my mind is I'd like to hear the back half of this because I've yeah. just gotten to the point where I do not trust anything Gavin Newsom says. Right. You know, every time there's good news, we find out later he's working behind the scene to make it bad news. Right. And, and, and one of the things, just as an example, is uh, the State Water Quality Control Board finally made a stand to try to start to improve the San Joaquin River. Right. And he's behind the scenes trying to disallow that. Right. I mean, that is just, if the, I just, how did this guy get elected? Are you kidding me? I mean, right, uh, he's just he's just deceitful in everything he does. So. Yeah, but uh, you see, it's it's one of these things. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's a good thing, and then there's a bad thing accompanying yeah. it. So he's, he's walking the fence wherever he can. Right, and so there was three actions that were announced, but the big one was the fracking by Newsom and the Department of Conservation's Department of Con- of or Division of Oil, Gas, and Geothermal Resources. It's called Dogger. And the first thing that they did was they uh, um, did a halt of approvals of new oil extraction wells that use high-pressure steam. And um, this is similar kind of the fracking. This breaks up the oil formations in the ground. And this process was linked to the recent oil leaks in Kern County. There was a whole bunch of big Mm. oil leaks, Mm -hmm. um, you know, spills 
in in uh, creek beds in in Kern County. So, um, okay, the second thing is that they'll do that rules for public health and safety protections near oil and gas extraction facilities will be updated and strengthened. And then the third thing is this is the fracking fracking um, point that mm-hmm. I made. There'll be pending applications to conduct fracking and other well stimulation practices will be independently reviewed. Okay, so what it's doing, what it shows is that all the media attention on the fact that there was these oil spills, um, hundreds of thousands of gallons of oil. Um, they called the state government called them expressions, surface expressions. They were spills. That's beautiful. Surface expressions. Oh God! Give okay. that whoever came up with that deserves a promotion. Right, but but the fact is, don't get your that, hands dirty in this expression. If even with this, these three things, uh, if they're if they're completely um, obeyed by by the uh, regulators, is that the oil permits would be still granted at a pace that is eight point eight percent greater in the first ten months of 2019 then in the same <laughs> period last year under Jerry Brown. In other words, Jerry Brown did a big expansion of oil and gas drilling in California. And this the green, would, the green governor, immune? <laughs> yeah, it would still be, <laughs> it would still be more than him. So, so it's mixed, it's mixed things. In other words, he's, he's, uh, it's People BS. Are... It's BS is what it is. <laughs> it's just BS. I mean, he, the guy has a habit of doing this. Yeah, I'm going to do but, this and that. And what he doesn't tell you is this other end of it that makes it really worse than what it was. Right. So here, here's here's the deal. This is what it comes out to. If if um, if this goes exactly as as those three, if all the all, all those three points are completely, or those free actions that he was going to take are completely observed, you would end up with a total of 4,049 new permits. And and, um, the last year under Jerry Brown was 3,723. So, and that's Uh, that's under Jerry Brown mm who already expanded it. So it's just... You, you always got to look into it when you see these news stories because sometimes they don't do, they don't um, put all the information in them, you know. Really. <laughs> and the that's, stuff they leave out sometimes is the most important. Well, I, that's why I said I can hardly wait to hear the back half of this. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just know. it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal how how that goes. Right. Uh, is it, the, it looks like Newsom just will not say no to anybody with money. Yeah, and the other thing is there was no mention in the announcements of of the increase in offshore oil and gas drilling in in Southern California state waters. Okay, that's wells within three miles of the uh-huh. California coast. Uh-huh. There was no mention of that in this. So this is just on land. And there was under Brown just between in five years there was over two hundred new 
offshore well permits. Well, at the same time that Jerry Brown was was uh, going off about we won't put a single new offshore oil well in federal waters. Well, well, reason <laughs> he doesn't have to. He's got so, too many in the state waters. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, isn't that something? Wow. So whenever there's a good thing, yeah. there's there's a, a bad thing, or two bad things, or three bad things with yeah. it. So, so that's the uh, <laughs> rest of the story. Yeah. Is is <laughs> used to be. Well, now now they're uh, I guess they're going to um, this new single tunnel thing. Yeah. Uh, what did I read that it it has a capacity of pumping eight thousand cubic feet per second. Right. And uh, it's what, like a four-story building or something like that? Yeah. And uh, so who, they don't need two tunnels with one tunnel that big, do they? <laughs> right. But, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's you got to say, okay, it's good that the Delta Tunnels is, 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 is over with. It's yeah. done. It's a finished project. Okay, that was a victory. But now, now we got to fight the one tunnel. Yeah. So we're kind of back to square one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is a victory. Okay? Well, well, is- well on, you, you know which way it's going to head. I mean, I mean, I just mentioned, wouldn't it be nice if the leadership of this state did more to protect this state? But yeah. that's not the way it works. Yeah. And, and, uh, and right now... Uh, you know, the State Department of Water, you know, you know Newsom's going to fight the federal water bill. Yeah. In the meantime, the State Water, the Department of Water Resources comes out with its plan for diverting water from the Delta, which is similar to the federal plan. Yeah. And That's another take, Newsomism. It'd take over 300,000 acre feet more water from yeah, the Delta. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we end up with... And, and yet, the head, you know, the, the headline grabber that Newsom is, he has the headline that Newsom files suit to protect California by fighting the federal... What a bunch of baloney. I know, but it is it is funny. It's, it's I mean, it is skillful. It's very skillful. Yeah. Because everybody goes, wow, that's great. Man, he's standing up to the federal government, yeah. and then he's bending—he's <laughs> bending over—is what he's doing. Yeah, right. Jeez. Well, Dan, you know, I—I keep—I keep thinking maybe we'll get good news out of some of these administrations one of these days. I don't think it—I don't think that much in that way yeah. anymore. I think it just—it is what it is. Yeah, I know. It, 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 to be honest with you, it doesn't change much. And just when you think think things might get better, then you find out something like this. This, uh, I mean, really horrible thing is that they have this. They have a new plan that takes more water out of the delta. Yeah. yeah. Even even and, even though every scientist on the planet says. You do that, you're going to have runs of salmon that are going to go extinct. Right. That doesn't matter. We're going to take care of the poor people in California that don't have water. Everybody in California has water. 
Right. But they got, you know, they say um, um, Newsom and the State Department Water Resources, they have these voluntary agreements. And they say that'll solve everything. Oh, yeah. I got a life-size picture of that Dan Bacher. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you. See ya. Amazing. After the break, we'll talk to Andy Giuliano about the crab season and rock fishing. Don't go away.